Welcome to Energy in Action. I'm your host, Marcy Young, and as a Mito patient myself, I appreciate you and the community you've helped us to build. This podcast honors the triumphs and struggles of patients and families affected by this disease and celebrates the work being done by doctors and researchers every day to make it a safer world for our people. We are a support group and a podcast focusing on all things related to mitochondrial disease. Hello, listeners. Welcome to a new episode of Energy in Action. Today, we have Garrett Salpeter on to talk to us about a wonderful machine to help with chronic pain. Garrett Salpeter is the founder of NewFit that has created a machine called the Newbie. I personally think it's a wonderful machine. It's the only thing that has helped me with my chronic pain over the last several years. And as you all know, I am a mitochondrial patient as well. So welcome, Garrett. Thank you so much for being with us. Marcy, thank you for having me. It is our pleasure. So let's get into it. I think there's some explaining to do. Let's tell our audience what the Newbie machine is. Yes, happy to happy to start explaining. The Newbie, it's an acronym for Neurobioelectric Stimulator. And it's a direct current stimulation device. And it's in, the, it's in the world of electrical modalities or devices. And so a lot of times people will see it and say, oh, is that a TENS unit? Or, oh, I've used that before at my doctor's office, my PT's office, my chiropractor's office, et cetera. And I think it's important to talk about why it's, it's different because it, it is a lot different than virtually any other electrical modality out there. And the biggest difference is that it's direct current instead of alternating current. And direct current allows us to to do several things that you can't do with with alternating current. And so I'll say I'll say DC for short and AC for alternating current. So DC. So with DC, there's there's basically two main categories of benefits that you don't get with AC. With DC, you get one this electric field gradient. So what does that mean? Well, a gradient is like imagine imagine you have a hill and you place a ball on top of the hill. You know, because of gravity, the ball is going to roll down the hill, right? And if you if you have an electric field gradient, it's like the same thing, but for electric charges, for cells that have charges in the body. And so when you create this electric field gradient, you cause cells to migrate and move in a way that can actually help the healing process for bone, muscle, connective tissue, nerves. So there's this long-term effect where it can boost, augment, amplify, accelerate the healing process. And the other category of benefits is probably what we're even better known for, and that's the short-term functional changes neurologically, where we can use direct current almost like debugging a bug in software, kind of going in and finding where the issue is and changing the code. You know, If you think about the nervous system as the software that runs the body and then the tissues and structures are the hardware. So our, our bones, you know, the skeleton is the hardware. The muscles are part of that hardware. The mitochondria are a part of that also. Of course, we'll, we'll get into that here. But the, the software is what controls how that hardware works, functions, moves. And what we, one of the things that we can do with the direct current is, is bypass a lot of the like muscle contractions that you get with traditional AC devices, especially the, the co-contraction because alternating current as it goes back and forth, you essentially signal the body to to fight against itself. You get agonist anti, you know, like a, a bicep and a tricep or a quad and a hamstring muscle fighting against each other as that signal goes back and forth. So it's like training the body to move as if you were hitting your your throttle, your, your, if you're driving your car, hitting the throttle and the brake pedal at the same time. So 
So there's limitations there, but we're able to bypass a lot of the contraction, especially that protective co-contraction and speak more directly to the nervous system. So we can actually use it, do our, our mapping process, scan the body to find where there's any sort of neurological dysfunction that could be contributing to chronic pain or lack of strength or limitations in range of motion or the you know the hypersensitivity that could lead to this whole suite of neurological protective patterns and find those. And then by working on those areas, we can rapidly retrain the body. And so people notice a lot of times these breakthroughs, you know, over 90% of patients notice progress in their first session, whether it be reductions in pain, improvements in strength, range of motion, et cetera. You know, 90% of people notice progress because it's not initially not about necessarily building new structure as much as it, as it is learning to use what we already have. But in many ways, our brains and nervous systems block us from expressing that because, you know, our brains learn to try to conserve energy and limit us and they want to protect us, make sure we don't get injured, right? Our survival is, is priority number one. So a lot of times our brains limit us and by finding where that's happening and how that's happening, we can we can change it. So there's these, you know, kind of shorter term immediate benefits and then that supports the longer term healing process. So there's a bridge between those two categories of benefits, but that's kind of the main differentiator there and and why actually is a need for another electrical modality in a in an otherwise crowded field. Well, I think you explained it very well. So really it's taking what your body has and reteaching it. 100%, yeah. That's kind of how I feel too that when I go and have a newbie session at my physical therapist's office, that is when I leave, I feel like my body has been taught something new, a new way to handle my pain. And somehow it is mostly no longer there after I go to my physical therapist for a newbie session. So I very much appreciate this product and I really appreciate you explaining the intention behind the product. So Garrett, let's go through some of the protocol options when you go to an office that has a newbie machine. There are many ways to find healing from chronic pain, migraines, range of motion, mobility, vestibular issues. So let's start with something that's a little bit different. Let's talk about migraines. Yeah, absolutely. That's a, a a good topic, especially for people who experience migraines, because as as they know, it can be debilitating. Before we dive into that, just one comment. You know, when we talk about helping people with with uh, you know range of motion, or even athletes with with speed and and power and coordination, or people with chronic pain, or people recovering from surgery, or helping to restore function after something like. MS or stroke, you know, they're, they're, it's it's so it's so broad, and you started listing out some of those. So just to kind of frame up the conversation, I think it's worth sharing that it does it does seem very broad, and it's not like we're trying to say this is just a panacea and it and it it does everything and cures everything. the The reason we're we're able to speak so broadly is that there is a common thread throughout all of those different you know injuries, conditions, circumstances, goals. And that common thread is the nervous system, right? The nervous system is the software of our body that, that controls, of course, muscles and movement, but also pain and our emotions and how we feel and how our organs function and our energy levels and, and so many things. So it is relevant for that. Of course, also then, you know, that's kind of more broadly than coming back down locally here to, to talk about migraines. 
migraines, you know, can have many different causes. You know, there can be tension, headaches, hormonal. There can be issues with the sympathetic nervous system and vasoconstriction, meaning the the blood vessels that deliver blood to the brain could could be constricting or spasming. There's many different things, and I don't claim to be an expert on headaches, but I am grateful to say that we've been able to help a lot of people with their headaches. And there's two main approaches that we use. Uh, one is the what we call our master reset protocol, which is essentially an electronic meditation or a vagus nerve stimulation protocol. If people have heard of the vagus nerve, not not like Las Vegas, but V-A-G-U-S. Vagus nerve is the biggest nerve of the parasympathetic nervous, biggest being most impactful and also longest in the parasympathetic nervous system. And that parasympathetic is the, the rest and digest side of the nervous system. And it counteracts the fight or flight. And I think we've all heard of the, the fight or flight. That's the sympathetic side of the nervous system. Not It doesn't have to do with sympathy, but it has to do with the like the Greek or Latin root, which has to do with feeling emotionally charged up. And so the fight or flight side of the nervous system, I think we know has all these different issues, not not just when we activate it as needed, but when we spend too much time there, right? There's these all these lifestyle related diseases with issues with blood pressure and digestive function, waste elimination, reproductive function, all these different things that, you know, these organs are all controlled by that parasympathetic nervous system. So the master reset, you basically lie down with with electrodes on the back of your neck and the balls of your feet. So you're getting this electric field gradient across the whole body. And you're also getting locally some really good stimulation on the, the vagus nerve directly where it exits the brainstem, you know, at the base of the skull, back of the neck, and also on the feet where there's so many, like if anyone's ever heard of foot reflexology. You know, there's so many nerve endings and nerve pathways on the on the feet. So good local stimulation there. And the, you know, the, the main point is that when we do this, we see a huge boost in parasympathetic activation as measured by heart rate variability. So I don't know if everyone listening to this knows what heart rate variability is, but it's basically a measurement of where you are in that spectrum or that continuum between the fight or flight side of the nervous system and the rest and digest side of the nervous system. So it helps us move away from fight or flight more toward rest and digest, away from parasymp from oh sorry, away from sympathetic more toward parasympathetic. And so that has a huge benefit globally, which can also affect things locally like blood flow to the brain, you know, by by affecting the vasoconstriction or vasodilation, the you know, the actual blood vessels. It can affect organ function. You know, it can affect how the kidneys process fluids and it can affect, so, you know, hydration levels and things like that. But relaxing the body like that, uh, it can also help big time with stress hormones, reducing stress hormones and kind of resetting the hormonal environment of the body in a, in a way that can help migraines. Because sometimes there's a hormonal cause there and it can also help locally relax some of the neck muscles. But the other thing that we more commonly do for migraines is even more directly related to that. And so that's to do some either work with more work with the pads on the neck muscles or even use our electric glove where you we hook up the, the newbie machine to a, a glove. And then your therapist can actually work on your neck muscles all around the back, on the sides of the neck, a little bit on the jaw, a little bit on the the temp, the, like on the temple area of the, the side of the face and head, you know, the temporalis muscles and working on all of these 
we can we can take advantage of the well first I'll say just just working those areas is beneficial even if you don't have the newbie so that's a you know a tip that that's actionable for people now and when you use the newbie then you're able to take advantage of the unique benefits of direct current to preferentially relax instead of just contract muscles and so with less time with less pressure you can get an even greater releasing effect you know releasing tension in the muscles helping them relax and and stuff like that and so that that helps a lot too so between both of those you know, I, we've now had i just got a text from a actually a guy who has a newbie at home the other day who's a, a personal friend and he said his daughter you know she's 16 or 17 now and she's been getting migraines and he said i finally thought to put the master reset on her and i'm so glad i did she got out she had a migraine coming on in the middle of the night around midnight 1 a.m they put it on her she fell back asleep she woke up at like three just to take it off, slept through the night, didn't have pain, didn't have a headache hangover. And he said, he said it, it felt like a miracle because it's normally like a two day thing. And in a couple hours, she was able to fall back asleep. She didn't feel any lingering negative effects the next day. It just made a huge difference. And of course, not everyone has one at home, right? Most of them are going to be in physical therapy clinics, but there is benefits. There's, there's preventative benefits. If you're using this regularly, people report that they're, they have their migraines recur less frequently. And then there's also benefits if you feel it coming on, try to, try to get in there quick and, and see if you can head it off before it really sinks in and gets worse. Okay, Garrett. So we've learned a little bit about how migraine sufferers can benefit from the newbie machine. And we know a lot of mitochondrial patients do suffer from migraines. So tell us a little bit about, you know, if I have back pain, if I have leg pain, what can I expect um, and what, what, what happens in a newbie session that makes my pain go away? Ooh, there's a lot of interesting components to this. So I think first it's worth talking a little bit about pain itself because pain is a, you know, it's actually commonly misunderstood. A lot of times we think and, and people were taught that pain is a signal in the body. It's like if I, if I prick my finger on a tack, you know, we think that, okay, there's a pain signal that gets reported to my brain and my brain is just reflecting that. But in reality, we've learned a lot about pain in the last couple of decades. And we know that pain is a response to perceived threat and it's created by the brain. So the brain can take in all the information, what we're seeing, hearing, smelling, tasting, feeling. It can take in all the information from the internal environment, blood pressure, temperature, you know, chemical status, carbon dioxide levels, things like that. And it can take in that pinprick on the finger. So it'll take in the totality of that input and decide based on its own priorities and its, its filtering of things that are relevant for survival, it will decide whether or not to create an output of pain. And when it creates an output of pain, it's this, the brain's way of saying, basically, stop, don't do that, you know, do something different. The brain, brain's attempt to try to get us to change our behavior in some way. And sometimes it's, it's obvious, you know, if, you, if someone punches you in the arm, it hurts right where you got punched in the arm. If you, if you roll your ankle and your ankles, you know, injure some ligaments and it's all black and blue, it's obvious that your brain is telling you, it's creating pain as a way to tell you to not use that area right now. If you have chronic pain, sometimes it can ebb and flow, and sometimes it can it can actually be worse on days when you don't sleep well, or worse on days when when someone has an argument with their spouse or is under a deadline at work. And that's because these 
psychological stressors can also contribute to pain. And so if someone, if someone has a fear of losing their job, that's very, you know, at a visceral level, at a, you know, reptilian brain level, that's a threat to survival because I, you know, brain starts to think like, oh my gosh, if we can't, if we, if we lose our job, we can't put food on the table. That's a threat to survival. And yet there's no risk of losing job muscle in the body that the brain can make hurt. And so sometimes it will use that area of chronic pain. It will use that area where there's a well-rehearsed pain pathway rather than you know, investing energy to build a whole new pain pathway. It'll use that one that's there for, for efficiency to save energy. And that, so sometimes there's an element of that when we're talking about chronic pain, there's not, there's an element of that that is worth talking about with patients because it helps to break this belief that, that many people have that I'm hurt, something must be broken or something must be damaged because that is not always the case. Sometimes it's, it's far from the case. And we can, we can actually then in those cases, use, use the newbie again with the master reset to more globally downregulate the perception of threat and help the body relax, which can help with chronic pain. And then more locally scan around and find where that hypersensitivity, that perception of threat is living in the body and then stimulate those areas locally as well. Sending information, sending signals there to re-educate the brain and understand that that area is not actually such a such a threat after all, and a lot of times we see you know significant progress with chronic pain patients. If if it's more of an acute injury, like it is that roll the ankle, sprain the ankle immediately, or some something more acute, a muscle strain in the lower back or something like that, then going through that same actually the same process is helpful because we can map you know map the body, scan around, and find where the guarding and protection happens in response to injury because a lot of times it's not as much about what happens to us as it is about how we respond to it and that response is what creates pain or or imposes these limitations in range of motion and strength and movement and by finding where that's being imposed we can then rapidly retrain those areas of the body to help people feel better and, and it's not just a trick you know it actually helps change you know improve the overall trajectory of the healing process. So it's uh, a good a good boost there. Not only does it feel better right away, but it also sets up, you know, get, gets rid of the impediments that delay the overall healing process and sets it up for a much more efficient and effective healing process. Thank you for explaining that. I feel like as a mitochondrial patient, I just don't respond as well to pain. Like what you were talking about, I feel like as a mitochondrial patient, I just don't have that as much resource in my body to fight back. So maybe a mitochondrial patient could really utilize the newbie machine even more so. Yeah, for sure. I mean, anytime there's chronic pain. My body has a hard time responding. Yeah. And and if you think about it, that pain could be due to, could be your, your brain's way of saying we're under threat because we're running low on energy. Right. You know, something like the master reset could be helpful. Something like even some of these local scanning and identifying areas where there is some sort of hypersensitivity, finding that that pain pathway that you are using, even though it may not necessarily be damaged there, you know, that more local or more global approach can help. And I know we got to talk, you know, before hitting the record button. I'm so glad to hear that it did help you with your pain and and all that too. So I think that's that's wonderful. Yeah, I think this this product could be really beneficial to a lot of people in our community. And that's why I really wanted to make sure that you were able to come on to our podcast and share your message with our our listeners. So 
let's talk about, you know, if I do want to use a newbie, do I typically find it at a physical therapist's office? You know, who who has these machines? How many machines are out there? Is it international? Uh, yes, all good questions. Most of the devices are in physical therapy or chiropractic or wellness clinics. You know, probably 10% of them at the time of this recording, you know, a couple thousand devices are out there. And um, you know, maybe 10% are in the hands of individuals who use them either because they're professional athletes and they want to be able to recover and train, you know, when and how they need to. And, you know, it just makes a lot of sense to have one and they can bring it with them and use it on the airplane and when they're flying between cities and all that stuff. You know, sometimes it's individuals who have a stroke or MS or mitochondrial disease or something where they're, they, they just need regular work and it's more time or cost effective or both to have one at home because they'd have to go to the clinic so often. Uh, maybe it's difficult to to arrange transportation or you know whatever, whatever it might be. That, but but yeah, you know, ninety percent of the devices are in in clinics like that. Uh, we do have some now in you know, most in the U.S. There's several hundred locations. Uh, well, I can share with you the link to go to our. Our website and do and find that, but yeah. What is your website? Uh, so the website is www.new.fit. It's N-E-U, like neurological. N-E-U dot F-I-T. That's it. No dot com or anything. New dot fit. And then if you hit the four patients link, you can click on. There's a there's a you know a little bit of description of the newbie, and then there's a, a link at the top to find a provider. And that'll take you to the map and you'll see a few hundred locations around the U.S. and then some others popping up. In, yeah, the map is really helpful. Awesome, yeah. And others popping up in Canada, Mexico, uh, a little bit in Australia. So you'll see there's some others starting to pop up in, in a few other markets. None yet in Europe at the time of this recording. But if anyone in Europe, you know, we, it is CE approved. So it could be used over there too. We just don't have a distributor there yet. This is so interesting and it's it's just so helpful for people with pain of all kinds. So let's say someone has back pain. What do you experience? I mean, I know personally, but you know, let's tell our our listeners about, you know, the pads that are placed on the area and what the exercises are like. So the experience, I mean, most people are going to experience a version of that mapping process where you'll actually have this electrode scanned around, you know, moved over different muscles, different areas of your body. And what you're basically looking for is, is areas where it makes you go, ouch, <laughs> you know, it'll, it'll be kind of pleasant in areas that are working well. But if you find an area of dysfunction, it'll feel more intense, kind of like a trigger point. If you're getting a massage, you know, some areas, the therapist can just kind of move over and it feels fine. But then if you get in an area, it's like, whoa, that's, you know, that's more intense. That's more sensitive. Right. And so, you just you find those areas, and then once we find those, we put the pads on there, so it'll feel you know sometimes like buzzing or sometimes like a trigger point, like someone's digging in, even though you know obviously no one's touching you. It'll feel like that, or or like a muscle contraction. But what's really cool is that you're able to able to go through different exercises, different movements while it's on. You know, for some people, especially perhaps some of the people listening who have these mitochondrial challenges, sometimes it'll be passive where you just be lying down, letting the machine work you, but but generally speaking, a majority of treatments are active. So you might do, you might in the beginning just start with laying down on the table. And you know, if it's bad back pain, just 
hiking your hips a little bit, maybe an inch at a time, creating movement so that your brain starts to understand how to incorporate these muscles back into even basic movement patterns. So it helps accelerate that process of teaching or re-educating the nervous system. Um, and then, you know, maybe you'd stand up and do, do, a, do a little bit of like hula hoop movements or marching in place or maybe working up to some lunges or some, some forward bends only as far as you can go without exacerbating the pain. And then people will see that range of motion increase significantly, typically, you know, as the session goes on. Um, but one of the cool things that happens is that you turn it up to a level where it actually is uncomfortable, right? Where it feels like a, like a trigger point. And there is benefit in pushing us outside of our comfort zones at times as humans, you know, cause that's where we adapt and how we make change. And one of the cool things that happens is, you know, it'll be like a seven or eight out of 10, you know, it'll be productively uncomfortable uh, is what we like to say, not excruciating, but productively uncomfortable. And then as you move through it, it you'll adapt, you'll actually turn off or turn down some of that protective reaction so you can handle more. It feels easier to handle. And then typically you'll go up, repeat that process a few times, go up on the current, but it's finding the spots and then doing exercises is, is the, the basic shape of, of how it looks most often. So your body starts to feel more comfortable with the feeling of having these pads on. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. And going up on the current. Exactly. Yeah. And you know, it's sort of like if you were, if you were in the gym lifting weights, you can imagine like someone who hasn't lifted weights before, if you put 300 pounds or 500 pounds on their back and ask them to squat, even just standing there with that weight on is like, Oh my gosh, like this is, this is more just like, I need to get it off, get it off, get it off. And then as you adapt and get stronger, you know, that same weight that felt impossible, you know, eventually you can not only hold it at standing, but you might be able to learn how to squat with it again, as you, as you get stronger. And so it's just like you can learn to handle more load, you know, in weights, you can actually hand, learn to handle more load neurologically, but you can make a, some of these changes a lot faster because it's more like that software, you know, debugging that, that those changes that can happen quickly, whereas building up some of the muscles and tissues that, that tends to take more time when you're making hardware upgrades. Okay. Well, thank you for explaining it so well. So how long should someone anticipate being in the clinic for a newbie session? Am I there for a half a day or is it shorter than that? What, what can people expect? So it, it definitely depends on where you are. You know, I think you, well, I know you used it at a physical therapy clinic in the Cleveland area that we've worked with and trained their staff and, and everything. And I'm typically out in about an hour. So to me, it feels approachable as a method of relief. Mm -hmm. I don't have to spend my whole day there. Yes. It's typically the, you know, the length of whatever a, a physical therapy or chiropractic visit would be or a visit would be at the facility you're going to. So, you know, sometimes, I mean, it can be very time efficient. So sometimes, you know, people can go in for a 20 or 30 minute session and get as much done as if they were there for an hour or two. But, but more often, it depends depending on the circumstances and the, the, you know, business model or the operations of the clinic that you're at, it can, you know, it can vary a little bit as well. But yeah, typically, you know, our sessions are, are most common. Okay, got it. So, I mean, this is a really innovative machine, a really great way to fight pain. What's your background? What made you come up with this machine? It's, I think, a, a similar theme to your story where, you know, you've had to deal with the challenges of mitochondrial disease and are able to turn it into this platform to share your story and inspire others. 
And for me, you know, it was an experience I had as an athlete. I played ice hockey in college and I was, I was frustrated with, you know, the whole physical therapy, orthopedic injury rehabilitation thing. And I had another injury towards the end of my time in college where I was supposed to have surgery for some torn ligaments and be out for a few months. And then I met a doctor who was doing functional neurology and using older versions of direct current, so like an older analog machine with knobs and stuff on it. And I, I went through treatments with him. And by looking at the, you know, the software in addition to the hardware, this functional neurology approach, and by using direct current, I was able to heal my ligaments in three weeks and avoid surgery. And it was just this amazing, like eureka light bulb going off moment for me. And, you know, of course, I was happy to get back on the ice. But I was also, you know, at the time in school, I was a physics major, I was, you know, pre engineering set to, to go to graduate school in engineering. And to find something that made sense scientifically from first principles, that got me even more excited. And, and going through this, I just felt called to share this experience with as many people as I could. And, you know, back when I was 20, I didn't know necessarily how that would look now. But I ended up I was uh, I came to graduate school at, at UT in Austin, Texas, and I while I was here opened up a, a a clinic. It was a room in the in the office of the chiropractor who took care of the UT Longhorns football team and started using older versions of, of direct current. You know, also as I got more passionate about this work, went back for additional graduate school in neuroscience, um, and then over time just found ways or, or saw saw opportunities to improve upon the technology. And I was just really eager to, to get more accessible, newer generations, better functioning versions of this technology and finally decided that I just thought I had to do it myself. I'm glad you did. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I'm sure I'm not alone in the mitochondrial community where I've tried different things and, you know, systems don't work for me like they work for other people and I get frustrated. So why should our mitochondrial community feel comfortable trying this as the next step? I think there's a there's a few elements there. I mean, one one that's important is to understand that that trying something like this is very low risk, non-invasive, you know, it's not going to have side effects like many medications or different things. So I think at at the very least you know, it's it should feel safer to try because it's, you know, just be because of the value proposition there. I mean, even if it doesn't help, which I think it will, and we'll talk about that, but even if it doesn't help, at least it's far less likely to harm than many of the other things that might irritate, aggravate, or otherwise damage the body. So, so there's that. And then in terms of the value proposition, why it might actually be beneficial, there's a lot of things out there that even even people with le- less complex conditions, you know, have said the same thing for just general pain or ailments, or you know, they're like, "Gosh, I haven't been able to do this for years," and we're able to able to finally make progress with the newbie. Whether it's you know not being able to bend down and touch their toes, and someone touches their toes for the first time in in ten or twenty or thirty years, or whether it's getting out of pain and finally being able to return to activities or, you know, whatever it is. And I think part of that, that would certainly apply here is that we're able to get closer to the root of the problem, because I think a lot of times the root of the problem is neurological and it is the the bad habits, the pattern patterns developed over time, the responses to injuries, new or old injuries. 
And by being able to get to that level, we're often able to help people even when other methods don't. And the good news is that you'll know fairly quickly if it's, if it's helping at all. And also, again, the, the low risk component. So people can expect to feel relief after their first session. Well, 90% of people notice some progress okay. uh, in their first session. That doesn't mean you're not 100% better, you know, not, not anything like that. But, but yeah, 90% of people do notice some tangible progress. And it's even even greater amount than that notice progress within their first four sessions. And so I'd say, you know, I'd say give it, give it five sessions and see if, see, you know, based on how you respond to certain protocols or techniques based on how things are going, your therapist or our team can help kind of, you know, work with you to figure out whether this is going to help you, how much we think it's going to help you, how long we think you're going to have to do it, you know, what, what the goal is going to depend on your goals and how you're responding and all sorts of different things. But it is, you know, it's a very powerful approach and it's, it's a, a different enough approach that I do think it's worth trying even when other things have, have not worked. Mm-hmm. I understand what you're saying. I hope our community does too. So nothing's going in your body, which I think is also a relief. You know, everyone who has mitochondrial disease is on some sort of mitococktail. We take a lot of supplements and things. So this is a nice alternative to that to really help with pain without putting anything in our body. Yes, agreed. So you have taken all of your knowledge and your insight into this world and you've put it into a book. So if anyone wants to look into Garrett's book, Before, After, Testing Out the Newbie Machine. Tell us a little bit about your book. Yeah, thank you. Um, it's uh, it's called The New Fit Method, and it's on Amazon. There's a ebook, like a Kindle, paperback, hardcover, and there will be very soon, shortly after the release of this recording, our audiobook will be out as well. I was just in the studio last week recording it. It takes you know, a few weeks, but that'll be, that'll be up on Amazon also very soon. And the book is starts off with some of these powerful principles of neuroscience, like how our brains limit us because they're prioritizing survival and protection over performance and some of what we might intellectually wish for, um, you know, long, whether it be running faster now or having more energy, right? Our brains want to conserve energy because there might be a famine tomorrow. So there's all these, these different really powerful neurological principles kind of establishes the framework or the lens through which we then look at different issues. We look at, go chapter by chapter, looking at at how applying these principles and technology like the newbie can help people recovering from, from acute injuries and then from surgeries and then from chronic pain. Uh, and then another chapter on neurological injuries and diseases. So strokes, spinal cord injury, MS, et cetera. Um, and then we get into general, you know, how applying these principles and technology can help people with general health and fitness, uh, with, uh, with more elite athletic performance, and then a little bit ending with some of the indicators of nervous system health, looking at how to measure progress along the way. So looking at, you know, like we mentioned earlier, heart rate variability, looking at sleep and even bowel movements and different, different indicators like that. Um, and then lifestyle uh, strategies and ideas to help support. So talking about, again, through that neurological lens, talking about sleep, talking about the importance of getting in more movement and nutrition and all of that, but but specifically from the perspective of how it impacts the nervous system. And each chapter has a story as well to try to help kind of bring, bring that to life. So there's, you know, we've gotten really good feedback on it. Um, and if people are interested, I hope you'd consider checking it out. 
but you can also you can also read our website new dot uh, fit and uh, reach out to our team or find a practitioner near, near you. There's many ways to engage with us. Well, thank you so much, Garrett. Congrats on the book. And I am so thankful that I have found the newbie and that we can spread the message about how the newbie can help others. So thank you for helping me do that today. It's been a pleasure having you, Garrett, and I look forward to helping others with other podcast episodes sometime soon. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, Marcy. Thank you for joining us. I encourage you to browse other Energy in Action podcast episodes. I'm so inspired by the resilience of those in previous episodes, and I know you will be too. 